Hi, I'm Hannah Rahman. And I'm Sadie Dyson. This podcast is focused on immigration today and the lives of immigrants coming to America. We are interested in learning about the immigration experience for individuals. It is important to explore immigration in the United States because we must understand why people immigrate and clear out misconceptions. Our diverse community includes many immigrants from around the world. Our podcast is one interview from a younger immigrant, Sabina Wills. Sabina is a 17-year-old Colombian immigrant. She's an 11th grader student at the Hewitt School. Sabina was born in Bogota, Colombia, which is the capital. When she was five years old, she moved to Madrid, Spain for a year and then returned to Colombia. She stayed there until she recently moved to the U.S. at 17. She has a brother and a sister. Sabina's mother was in politics and created her own political group in Colombia. Their family has moved to New York for her mother's work as a diplomat for the United Nations. Sabina's mother is Alexandra Moreno Pirakiv, a Colombian lawyer and politician who served as a senator of Colombia from 2002 to 2014. She is the co-founder of the Independent Movement of Absolute Revolution, a conservative social and political party with a communitarian ideology, in which she has been vice president and president. We asked Sabina many different questions about our identity and what America means to her. We will share information about our background, experience coming to the U.S., reasons for leaving her hometown, and challenges she has encountered. As we weave her story into the larger topic of American immigration, we will explore U.S. immigration laws and the asylum-seeking process, along with flaws in our system. We will discuss what America means to immigrants and how our country represents itself with its immigration policies. The general definition of immigration is the international movement of people to a destination country of which they are not natives or where they do not possess citizenship in order to settle as a permanent as permanent residents or natural citizens. In the U.S., immigration is the main source of population. The U.S. is often called a melting pot because of the joining of many nationalities, cultures, and ethnicities but also for its assimilation. America has the largest immigration population with 47 million immigrants as of 2015. This number is 14.4% of the population. Many immigrants from around the world had an opportunity to migrate and succeed in America until 1924 when the Immigration Act was established. This was a United States federal law that prevented immigration from Asia. This act limited the number of immigrants allowed entry into the U.S. through a national origins quota, which was 2% of that nationality already living in the United States in 1890. This quota provided immigration visas to 2% of the total number of people of each nationality in the United States as of the 1890 national thesis. The number of immigrants was increasing dramatically, and the U.S. wanted to decrease it, and the House of Representatives signed slash passed a bill with a vote of 322 to 71. According to the American Immigration Legal Council, currently the body of law governing current immigration policy is called the Immigration Immigration Nationality Act, INA. The INA allows the United States to grant up to 675,000 permanent immigrant visas each year across various visa categories. United States immigration reform was built on the following principles. Reunification of families, admitting immigrants with skills essential to the U.S. economy, supporting refugees, of and encouraging diversity. I believe this statement of reform is not followed because in the past few years, our country and government has not been supportive of immigrants and are very excluding.
While researching current immigration in the U.S., I realized a common reason for leaving one's home or seeking asylum is due to persecution of account of race, religion, nationality, and or membership in a particular social group or political option. Opinion. In current immigration, asylum-seeking U.S. policies have made it much more difficult for refugees to claim asylum at the U.S. border. Asylum seekers are required to put their names on informal lists at the border and wait for weeks or months for their number to be called. Under the Migrant Protection Protocols, asylum seekers are required to wait in Mexico for their hearings in the U.S. Immigration Court. Our interviewee, Sabina, falls under the persecution of political opinion and membership category. Although she is not an asylum seeker, Sabina explained that due to her mother's founding of the new political party, they were targeted and experienced violence during their life in Colombia. We asked Sabina about her childhood and her experience growing up in Colombia and how it might be different from the U.S. Sabina says, My mom was a senator, so ever since I was little, like, I've been, like, really protected. Like, I have nannies, and whenever I went out, I would have, like, two bodyguards, if not four. Sabina elaborates on the socioeconomic differences. She says, So I live with my mom ever since then. And my dad has like his own apartment. So that's like the thing. So my mom has like the good life and my dad has a different life. So with my mom, I'm like super protected. I have, uh, I have everything. I have a good house. Like she gave me a good education. Well, as, as good as it can get in Colombia. <laughs> like good neighborhood good everything but when i went to my dad's house it wasn't like that like he lived alone he didn't have any help like it was in an apartment and i don't know like he didn't really have a job so he was basically living off of my mom's family because he's old <laughs> he's like 50 something and like at that age like it's really hard for like people to be like like get a job get a job yeah, yes so like for the last 10 years my dad hasn't had a job <laughs> like basically and i love him and i'm proud of him but like that's an issue as sabita discusses in her, in her interview a large part of her leaving colombia had to do with the current political situation of her country since her mom is very involved in politics Sabina, from a young age, needed to be protected and have security. She describes even being exposed to the corruption of her government. As a result, her immigration had a lot to do with taking advantage of a safe, better opportunity in America. Searching for better opportunities is a prevalent theme for many immigrants, but it is a privilege to be able to take advantage of it. We asked Sabina to elaborate on the reasons she was so protected throughout her life and the dangers regarding the politics in Colombia. She explains... So since my mom, well, worked in politics and whatever, my mom made her own political party in Colombia. It's called Mira. And she made it from scratch. Like, she's the, she was a president. And, yeah, she made it herself with her cousin and... What is his name? Alberto Aena, I think it's called. I don't know. I don't like him. And <laughs> Can you tell me your mom's name as well? Oh, Alexandra Moreno. And basically they did uh, the political party. And 
so my mom's family is like really into politics mm -hmm. and there's like a lot of cousins and a lot of like you know from my my mom's side that are like into politics so like every single one of them is also like a target but like i think i'm not sure but like for me my mom was like the most relevant but nowadays my mom's cousin is the, like most relevant like mm -hmm. He's like in the news and like whatever, and my mom is not really in there anymore because she doesn't, she's yeah. not part of it right now. Sabina explains a dangerous situation she experienced when she was young due to her mother's political presence in Colombia. Since my mom and my dad divorced, uh, my dad would come late to our house to visit us because he just didn't have a good schedule. I don't know, but like, he just came like at, like late at night and. Basically, one time, uh, my little brother, he's two years younger than me. So I was seven, so he must have been, wait, seven minus two, oh, two, five. <laughs> so he was like five. And so he thought that my dad came home, but actually it was uh, some men. And... I don't know if they wanted to kidnap us or just like rob us, but like they knew who we were because of my mom. And my mom wasn't home because she was working, because my, my mom would work until like 12, like really. She would like come home like at uh, like 11 or 12, and then she would like sleep until like 4 a.m. and then go back to work. So she wasn't there, but I was with my sister, my brother, and my two nannies. And they like put us in my brother's room and like tied you up. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's like, so scary. I I wasn't scared. Like none of us were scared. Like the nannies were scared. Like one of the nannies was crying. But like I wasn't scared. I don't know. I just didn't feel like anything would happen. But like, in real life, it, it, it seems did. like <laughs> And so basically, I untied myself, and my other nanny untied herself too, and she called the police and whatever. Then my mom came, and then uh, my mom decided to buy another house, and then after that, we like started the process of moving again. And Is that when you moved to Madrid, or was that a different time? No, no, no. Madrid was when I was, like, five. This so you're is like moving to another place in Colombia? In Colombia, oh, yes, okay. in the same city. So, because we needed, like, more security, because it was, like, an inside job, and basically, yeah, we needed, like, more security and more stuff. So, we were, like, always, like, so protected, because, like, Colombia itself is dangerous. Sabine explains how dangerous situations depended on who you are and where you are, but for her, it was always a possibility. She says, My cousins, uh, they moved to Panama because they were like persecuted a lot. Mm. And that happened to me once. I was like going out. <laughs> and one time, I don't know, like a motorcycle like started like following me. And I was like, in my, Oh, that's another thing. I couldn't go out by myself. 
so I was always like with people and well with my bodyguards and I always had like a car we always had like this uh bulletproof like cars and whatever due to her mother's role and her success people knew her and her family was constantly in the public eye she explains my sister had a stalker like he literally visited her like and send her things and whatever like while she was like studying college and whatever and like i never had a stalker but like <laughs> it's just like because we were like yeah and yeah it's just like we didn't have like a normal like childhood like normal colombians yeah. don't like yeah <laughs> And like, I guess being in politics with your mom has a lot of like yeah. bad, negative repercussions. I guess. Yeah, like, and we were like called out a lot on like TV and stuff because like, like no one, like, not everyone loves my mom. Like she did like really good stuff, but like, of course, there's like negative and like positive. Sabina's mother was given the opportunity to move to New York or Paris for work, and they chose New York. She explained a lot of the motivation to leave was because of anything can happen in Colombia, she says. You are exposed to everything, like anything can happen. Like I've had crazy experiences at like school or like just like being like on the streets or whatever, like you can see anything and it's just like disturbing. Sabina says she has a normal life here in, in a private school in New York, but it is very different, she says. None of these girls, like, they've been, like, also so protected, but in a different way than I was. Mm -hmm. Like, I was, like, physically protected. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but here, like, this is, like, this is a nice bubble, I would say. Yeah. But, like, once they, like, go out, they will face, like, the world and i think everyone needs to do that at some point but i don't know it's just like i don't know no i guess like yeah, yeah it's sense. like really different yeah like i was like exposed to like the world since like i was like born like basically my sister too sabina comments that she was excited to leave and come to the u.s although she has many memories and loves her country, she, but she didn't want to live there anymore. Common to many immigrants, the U.S. brings a lot of opportunities they wouldn't be able to find their, in their home country, Sabina says. You have, like, the opportunity to, like, do whatever you want. Like, yes, if I want to study uh, chemistry, not gonna happen. But, like, you can do it, and, like, you will get somewhere, you know? Mm -hmm. If you study in Colombia like business administration you will do nothing with that degree like actually like it's really hard to get like out of Colombia because the mindset is completely different and once you're there you're, you're gonna stay there that's it that's how I feel when you have an opportunity you take it and I did that I was like mom we're going to New York because you went to Paris <laughs> And I don't know, like all of my friends, they're like, no, like I want to stay here. 
maybe I'll be a news reporter, is that called? Well, yeah, or whatever, but it's like... There's more opportunities here. Yeah, like, there's like a bunch of things that you can do with your life, but you're like limiting yourself to staying in one place for the rest of your life. It's not good, you know? So I was like up for it. I loved coming here. There's a language barrier, of course. But I think that I was prepared coming here because I'm pretty like open-minded and like I can take a challenge. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have like any like emotional or like, you know, like, oh, I don't want to go. Like, I don't know. Like, I knew that I needed to be here. Especially since you've already went through so many challenges, like this mm. is probably not like the easiest thing to you. Well, it's not easy, but it's not hard. Mm. Like here, my only concern is to like study. That's it. Like, still, I'm gonna go to college. Any college that will take me, like I'll go there, mm. and like I'll just like go on with my life. But like. In Colombia, it's just, like, more restrictive. We asked Sabina about some stereotypes she has faced in the U.S. She explains that when she visits her grandmother in Florida, she encounters stereotypes people assume about her or her sister. She says people assume that she likes certain things because she's Latin. She explains how it is different being Latina than Colombian. She says when people find out she's Colombian, they suspect something, which is not right. Sabina says that people think all Colombians are a certain way and don't deserve respect. She says, Literally anyone. Like, from an Uber driver to whatever. So, I don't know. Like, I guess, like... I don't know. Like, Colombia... Like, being Colombian is, like, a huge part, like, of my identity. But, like, it doesn't define me. And, like... I don't know. Like... Mm, like those like stereotypes it's just they're just like bad and like other people think that I'm dumb because I'm Colombian just because they know I'm Colombian like they think I'm dumb or maybe like I don't know anything about politics American politics things that goes with being Colombian not only as a woman but like in general. Sabina was able to come to the U.S. because of her mother's diplomatic visa and hopes to stay for a while. Although Sabina was able to migrate to the U.S. easily, many immigrants are not able to and face challenges during their process. Due to our government's new immigration policies, the Trump administration has made it significantly more difficult to immigrate to the U.S. legally. Sabina's story is one of the many unique immigration experiences, including political persecution, socioeconomic differences, stereotypes in America, and many other challenges. It is important to bring attention to all immigrant stories to make sure they are heard and understood. There are a lot of misconceptions related to immigration, so learning about the lives of immigrants and their reasons for leaving assists in clarifying these misunderstandings and stereotypes. Immigration is very central to our history, so it is very important to understand and empathize with immigrants. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed our podcast.